Hey, Cam. Yes, Alex. Cam, man, it's great to have you back. I I I picked out a really special story in in honor of of you being back on the show. <sighs> okay, fine. Go ahead. We, we we know how this goes. We we, we know where this is going. Go, go right ahead. All right. This 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 has a few parts. So, a horse walks into a bar. Hate it already. The bartender says, "Hey, you're in here a lot. Are you an alcoholic?" The horse ponders it for a minute and then responds i don't think i am and then poof he disappears see this is where philosophy students would kind of start laughing because they're familiar with descartes famous postulate i think therefore i am but telling you that first would be putting descartes before the horse and that is why this is my last season on the show goodbye Chopper out to Dansby. Dansby throws to first base. Is this happening? It is. The Atlanta Braves are world champions. Welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast. Now you're all in big, big trouble. Let me talk to you. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. I'm your host, Alex, joined for the first time this season by Mr. Cam Matthews. Cam, how's it going, man? <coughs> you ready? Oh yeah. Here we here we go. <clears throat> what shaking bacon. Did you just like run a lap around the room? That's, I may, what it, that's what it sounded like. I may or may not have leaned as far back as I could in my chair to uh, <laughs> to get that effect going. What if I had just hit the floor during that? Like what if it was just what no, like Cam? Gone. Cam? <laughs> Oh my God, do they have ambulances in the middle of North Carolina? (laughs) Yeah, it's just a guy with a wooden cart and a donkey. (laughs) It's just Steve from down the road. He'll, he'll... (laughs) you all right? (laughs) No. Just shows up with a band aid and some Neosporin. You'll be all right. I got some stuff in a jar if you want it. (laughs) Wake you right up. That's right. Or put you to sleep. (laughs) Well, well, Cam, I, I mentioned it briefly on the show last week, but, uh, Congratulations on your newest edition, Miss Maddie Matthews, coming into the world. Hi, yes, uh, thank you. Thank you very much for that. Um, I am very tired, but I am here. <laughs> I <laughs> am thrilled and, uh, you know, as, as, as happy as I am that you are here, I'm even happier that uh, your, your lovely wife, Megan, was, was kind enough to lend me your services for a period of time. Uh, yeah, I think her exact words were, you have an hour, no more, no less. So uh, welcome to the show, folks. All right, guys. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, so, Cam. Yes. Cam, the, the baseball season has started. The Braves are in full swing. Talk to me about what you're seeing on TV from this team. Uh, Jack squat, because I was blacked out of the opening series, Alex. <laughs> because 
in my in my little neck of the woods here in rural North Carolina, I'm actually blacked out of Washington National Games and not Braves games. So that means I saw not a single second of the opening series against the Nats. Ah. Uh. Well, uh, same here, because uh, they were, uh, the, what was it, two-day games, and then the third game happened during WrestleMania, so, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Anyone who's listened to the show for a long time knows where our priorities are going to be on a night like that. Also, Donna and Jeff Donahue came over to the house, and we just had a grand old time. Yeah, I appreciate that invite. Anyway. I, I, I will <laughs> post the invite I sent you on the internet, Cam. Don't test me. Yeah, but Donahue could have at least like sent the private jet to come pick me up or something. That's true. That's true. There, there's a there's a tobacco field behind my house. They could have just landed the helicopter out there, and you know, he perfect landing pad for him. And uh, while we're talking about wrestling, something really random and cool happened. I actually got some some tickets from a buddy of mine to go see the Atlanta United game uh, this past Saturday night, and. It was, it was the first night of WrestleMania, so it was actually a, a big decision for me to go to the soccer game instead of WrestleMania. And what happens when I'm at the soccer game? I run into the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Blew, oh my, blew my mind, mainly because, if anything, I expected he would be backstage at WrestleMania like with the rest of the boys yeah well you have to want because he is hurt right now you have to wonder if maybe like he just rather not be there since he cannot uh participate right that that makes sense but uh he was he was very kind to an incredibly starstruck and awkward me um and uh and even threw up the two sweet in our picture completely unprompted uh Fantastic. which was greatly appreciated love it love it but yeah, good times, good times. So aside from uh, aside from not watching baseball, anything taking up your time besides the baby these days? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it is a uh, it is pretty much baby. Uh, high school baseball now and then. I'm not doing as many games this year because I'm newborn at home and uh, my time is very limited. And yeah, that's about it. You actually, if I remember correctly, you already had a, a pretty interesting game you called this season, didn't you? Oh yes, yes I did. Um, I I called a game in which uh, it was a mercy killing essentially. Uh, so in North Carolina, and I'm sure it is is probably very similar in Georgia, uh, in high school sports and high school baseball specifically, if a team leads by ten or more runs after the fifth inning, the game is over, right? As a means to just get the thing over with. And so th this past week, uh, I called a game in which the home team, who I call for, uh, beat their uh, visiting team 15 to nothing. And, <laughs> and, you, and you would think that calling a game in which the final score was 15 to nothing, and you know you got to call a couple of home runs, you would think a game like that would be an entertaining call. Uh, that is the most miserable game I've ever had to call my entire entire career. <laughs> and I say that because it got to a point where it was, you're, you're pretty much just calling batting practice, right? Like, oh, there's another single up <laughs> through the middle. Oh boy, there's a line drive into left field. It is now eight to nothing. You know, that, that's hey, Cam, what I'm, what I'm hearing is that you, you've got a little ways to go before we, we, we hear you calling a home run derby. Is is that accurate? I mean, home run derby commentary is like the most pointless thing ever. <laughs>
like in a, in a way, like sure you had Chris Burmy, you know, brack, 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 but like honestly, I'd I'd rather at this point just not have anybody, like, especially not Carl Ravage. That just dummy. play the music or something. Seriously, let, how, me, how many home run calls can one commentator possibly have? They need to pull out like 150 in a night. Well, and to be fair too, like once you get deep into the first round, Carl Ravage runs out of fingers to count on to actually keep up with the home runs. So. <laughs> Have I mentioned I don't like Carl Ravage? I, I gathered that. Did he go to NC State or something? No, no. I, I don't even think he's smart enough to get into there. Uh, <laughs> we are all to a resounding start. We are. I love this. I don't know. I don't know enough about Carl Ravage to love him or hate him. But this is. I don't know. Fantastic. He just has. He just has horrible baseball opinions. <laughs> <laughs> so, so instead, we're going to have Keith Olbermann calling home run derby next year, right? let's just not let's not even get that <laughs> goblin any of our time okay oh goodness i'm I, it's been a while cam i just i'm trying to get you fired up look it's gonna be a long season okay yes okay and, and and as the season goes on i'm gonna have less and less sleep probably as the year goes <laughs> so i promise the, the rants are coming all right well we'll leave it with that we'll leave you with that teaser for the first segment but uh but cam what do you say we get into some cool moments from this week in baseball history let's do it all right for the first time this season we are going to jump into this week in baseball history as always you can find these facts at nationalpastime.com and the week we're going to be looking at is april 3rd through the 9th Our first fact comes to us from April 3rd, 2000, from the year 2000. In the year 2000. There it is. All right. After missing last season due to undergoing treatments for lymphatic cancer, Braves first baseman Andres Galarragas makes a dramatic return on opening day, homering in the seventh inning to break up a scoreless tie. The 38-year-old first baseman's home run, followed by Andrew Jones' back-to-back shot, gives Atlanta a 2-0 victory over the Rockies at Turner Field. Man, I, 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 I cannot overstate my love for Andres Galarraga. He's, he's the only big cat that has ever mattered. Right, right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Ernie, Ernie Ladd is up there for you wrestling oh, fans. Fa- fair enough. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's tough. We'll come back to that on another day. Uh, there we go but I, I mean very few braves have had such a, sh- a relatively short stint with the team and and you know i still i can't think of him as as anything but a brave because of that story right right you know that that would actually be a fun uh fun list to do at some point this season our favorite short tenure braves like yeah like two seasons or less yeah okay that's fair that's fair all right all right yeah let, let, let's do that sometime this year uh fans don't let us forget about that because inevitably we will so be sure to remind us that like second week of june or something we'll do it i call scott Kashmir. okay <laughs> okay let, let, let's just go ahead and get this out of the are way are we gonna are we gonna include players that that never actually played for the team like is uh uh andre or uh oh what's his name uh adrian gonzalez is gonna be on there Braves legend Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah. <laughs> uh I guess. Yeah. I, I I'll say this. Let's go ahead and get this out of the way. We already know what number one is, right? What's that? There, there there's a clear cut number one choice in the top short tenure brave ever. 
Well, I, I think it's I think it's one of two, actually. I, I don't know how you could really pick between Jock Peterson and, and Jorge Soler. I pick Jorge Soler just because he has the most important home run beyond Hank Aaron's home run in Braves history. He he does, but I honestly think if it weren't for Jock, he's not in a position to hit that home run. No, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, 1A and 1B. How about that? That'll do. That'll okay. do. Come on, Cam, fight me. It's coming. Just be patient. <laughs> Look, it's the first it's the first episode of the season. You're not gonna rile me up that much just out of the gate. Hey Cam. I might, or I might just retire early. What 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 time is it? Our next fact comes to us. Cam. Um, Cam. Not, okay, okay, look, 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 look. Just because the dream may potentially be okay, first it's off, that was still like, alive. It's it's still alive. Yeah, I mean, there, there's still a chance we could get Brian Reynolds because things are not going well on the contract fronts with Pittsburgh. There's still a chance. I'm not giving up hope yet. <laughs> He'd look I'm, so good in a Braves uniform. Oh, he would look tremendous in a Braves uniform, man. Gosh, just there there would not be a ball that would hit the ground in left center field. No chance. Not 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 a chance. All right. Our next fact comes to us from April 5th, 1993. On opening day, Greg Maddox, signed as a free agent in the offseason, allows no runs and scatters five hits to his former team over eight and one-third innings. Mike Stanton gets the last two outs in the Braves' one-to-nothing victory over the Cubs at Wrigley Field. Ah, uh, the good old days when Stanton was Mike. <laughs> oh, Mike Stanton. Although it is kind of funny. Mike Stanton. It's the hey, same maybe, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, well, maybe when Giancarlo like got up into the NL East and got caught, he realized like, oh man, I can't have the same name as Braves legend Mike Stanton. <laughs> that was it. Change. That was that was one hundred percent the reason for the name change. Yeah, that was that was completely it. Um, yeah. How about how about a debut by Greg Maddox, eight and a third scoreless innings? That'll do. We'll take it. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but speaking of debuts, our next fact has to deal with something very similar to that. We go to April 8th, 2018, so five years ago. Hard to believe it's been five years already, but in his pitching debut in front of the home crowd, Shohei Otani retires the first 19 batters he faces, yielding one hit over seven shutout innings in the Angels' 6-1 to victory over the A's. Marcus Simeon's one-out single in the seventh breaks up the 23-year-old right-hander's bid for a perfect game. Uh, he's a freak of nature, and uh, I am—I could not be more excited that I get to go watch him play here in about two weeks. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Oh, so man. there will be no uh, there will be no show in two weeks uh, since Alex will be out of town. <laughs> <laughs> or a hastily thrown together on the road in California show. You know what? That actually would be fun. Chatting average on the road. We haven't done that yet. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there with our Padres correspondent, Sam Neer. I like it. I like yeah. it. Well, we'll put together some content. For and, sure. and, and, the, and, the, and the Mrs. is going with you, correct? Indeed she is. So she's the one I've got to convince to let you record while you guys are on vacation. <laughs> yes, she is. Okay, I'll text her later. All <laughs> right. Our final fact comes to us from May 9th, or April 9th, rather, 1953. For the first time since 1901, big leaguers play baseball in Milwaukee. 
In the first game ever at County Stadium, the newly arrived Braves take on their former crosstown rivals, the Boston Red Sox, in a preseason exhibition game, which the hometown trails three to nothing and is washed out after two innings due to rain. <laughs> it's it's really oh, weird to it's really weird to think about you know, we, we think about the Braves tenure in Milwaukee as uh, you know, Eddie Matthews, and we think of the beginning of the career of Hank Aaron, and when really it was a relatively short stint in Milwaukee. Like they were not there very long. In fact, I think to this point they've, I think they were still in Boston longer than they've been in Atlanta. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Wild to think about. Because I mean, they were in Boston back into the 1800s. Yeah, yeah, and they were there till 1952. So. And I'll, I'll, of course, I'll be long gone by the time they match that record. But Cam, uh, be sure to celebrate when they, uh, when they, when Atlanta is the the longest tenured Braves home. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm getting older this year, and I don't like it. <laughs> I, I feel like you're catching up to me, like in a way. Like I, I, I'll, I'll say this: since, since you have last heard from your friend Cam Matthews back in late November, um, I have aged about seven years since then <laughs> um he's, i just he's operating on dog years guys i'm telling you man we flipped into the year that i turned like I'll, I'll full disclosure i turned 30 later this year in november right <laughs> the moment that we flipped into the calendar year in which i turned 30 i swear everything just started falling apart that was exactly the time it happened for me <laughs> It was like, like my 30th birthday. I just had this weird feeling I'd never had before. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, I don't this, want this thing celebrated anymore. Yeah. It, it's, it's very odd. Like uh, a few weeks ago, I, I spent a good afternoon out in the yard, you know, taking down some little trees. I'm, I'm kind of clearing out a little campfire area in our backyard. And then I woke up the next morning and literally could not bend over. <laughs> like my back was so tight i could not even move and i'm like what is this uh, another reason i love megan is she's literally got you out plowing the fields in the backyard yes i do have a garden uh i'm gonna be planting that bad boy later later this week although i've already got potatoes in the ground so be sure to get ready to get your hands on cam jams cam jams buddy that's right. Uh, also, I can't drink more than like three beers in a night or I just am not worth a, a dang the next morning. Which, which is why I didn't really come alive today until about four or five in the afternoon. Jay Dunna brought over some of his favorite local craft beer, Blue Moon. Um, ah, yes, yes. And, and I had four of them. And that apparently is too many for me now. <laughs> all right we are getting old oh god aging sucks i don't <laughs> recommend it kids well that has been this week in baseball history do with that useless knowledge what you will all right guys we'll be right back to recap the opening series for the braves and take a look at what's ahead all right everybody as we talked about last week atlanta kicked the season off in washington Every team played on opening day this year for the first time since the 50s. So that was a, uh, a pretty cool day of baseball. We had Patrick Corbin to go up against for the Braves. And of course, our own Max Freed taking the hill on opening day for the Braves. Max Freed, unfortunately, went down a little bit early with a strained hamstring. And he is going to hit the IL 
he was able to get through three and a third innings, allowing only one earned run, striking out two. But the bullpen did have to cover a lot of work. Luckily, the Braves have a lineup that cannot be stopped by the likes of Patrick Corbin and the Nationals. And it started with Orlando Arcia, of all people, singling to right to score Michael Harris for the game's first run, a lead the Braves would not give up, and a welcome sight for anybody who was, you know, a little bit worried about having Arcia opening the season at shortstop. Hey, that is uh, recently signed Orlando Arcia. Oh, yes. Extended. Extended. But yeah, we also got our first look at uh, at new acquisition, Lucas Litke, our reliever that we picked up from New York. Not his Fun fault. fact, I, 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 I must have completely missed when we got him because I had no idea who he was when he came into the game. <laughs> like, I, I, confirmed the, I confirmed the pronunciation of that name like six times before getting on this, just so you wouldn't call me out on that one. <laughs> so Lucas Luigi came into the game and did pretty well. <laughs> Luetigi. Lucas Lugie. <laughs> I actually like that as a nickname. Hey, you know, speaking of Lugies, I kind of miss Lugies in baseball. Right? Like like with the three batter minimum now, you don't have those guys anymore. Right. Not not nearly as much uh spitting and ball scratching from pitchers these days. No, no, not at all. Not at all. That's a shame. I thought this was America. We used to be a proper country. <laughs> Brave Sands also got their first look at new catcher Sean Murphy. Wasn't the best first look, though, as he went 0 for 5 on the day with a strikeout. One thing I really loved about this game was the impact that the new rules had on it. We got stolen bases from Ronald Acuna Jr. and Sam Hilliard. Now, a stolen base from Ronald Acuna Jr. doesn't really surprise anybody, but the manner in which it happened was thoroughly entertaining, in my opinion. So part of the new rule is that you only can you can only attempt to pick off a runner at first twice in one at bat. So of course Patrick Corbin tries to pick off Ronald Acuña Jr. twice and he looks down at his hands and counts 1, 2 and points at second base and then he's off and there's nothing they can do about it. That's right. It was it was a thing of beauty and we are going to see just a ridiculous amount of stolen bases if Sam Hilliard's in there stealing them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh, 40-40 watch is on for Ronald. Oh, absolutely. So Braves take game one 7-2 to two, despite losing their, uh, their ace in Max Freed. Hopefully we'll have him back soon. But luckily, depth is not going to be a problem for the Braves at this point. They have an entire staff of pitchers in AAA Gwinnett ready to go at a moment's notice. How about a? This was certainly Travis Darno's game, though. Oh, absolutely, Travis Darno. Actually, this was his series. <laughs> Travis Darno just might be the best catcher in in the history of baseball. Yep. Yeah. Suck it, Johnny Bench. <laughs> Suck I, it, Reds. I, I said it last week, and I meant it. The Sean Murphy and Travis Darno may be the greatest catching tandem ever assembled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think about both guys, no matter where they, you know, both guys would be starters on any championship caliber team. Exactly. And we just, ha and we just happen to have both of them. Right. That's not supposed to happen. No, no. I love it. <laughs> I love it. 
All right. Well, seven to two victory on opening day gives way to a a four o'clock game in Washington on this Saturday because for some reason, Major League Baseball doesn't think that fans should get to watch their favorite baseball team on the second day of the Major League Baseball season. Yeah, there were there were five games on Friday. I don't understand it. I, I like build in your 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 contingency game on on sunday or something but give me like the first series uninterrupted at least well you know i think the whole viewpoint of well it's built in so the fans who bought a ticket for game one get to see game one but and like that's the risk you run when you buy tickets to a sporting event it might it might rain yeah i mean it's it's same thing as buying postseason tickets yeah like those games just might not happen. Sorry about it. <laughs> Sorry, man. Like, yeah, I, I, whatever. All right. So in game two of the series, we had Spencer Strider up on the hill going against Josiah Gray for the Nationals. This is really the 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 game where it all came together and the Braves looked like what everyone wanted them to look like coming out of spring training. You had back-to-back home runs early on from Matt Olson and Ronald Acuna Jr. Olson actually had two on the day. Marcelo Zuna also tacked on another one. So lots and lots of uh, of action on the base paths for the Braves. Spencer Strider, meanwhile, goes six innings, allowing only three hits with nine strikeouts. Did walk three, which I'm sure he'd like back, but all in all, a fantastic first outing from Strider. And... Just knowing how quirky and competitive of a guy he is, you know, he hates those three walks that he threw. Oh, like absolutely. That, like that, that, that's the number he probably focused on that night when he went to bed. Yep. And it's just nine strikeouts out of the gate for your very first start of the year is just insanity. Before you're even warmed up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, he, and he had some pitches that were just unfair. Like it's just not fair. The fact that he can touch 101 and then just drop it down to 83 if he wants to. Yep, and is is he's now he's working in a lot more of his off speed, his changeup, his slider, um, and it's just it's making people look sillier and sillier every single game. It seems like I love him. It's great. He's the he's the pitcher I've wanted for so long for the Braves. Just a fireballer, strikeout artist. Yep. And and good friend of the show, uh, Dylan Short, was talking about during one of his radio segments this week that, you know, there's only two guys in the league that com- Strider really compares to. And that's Dylan Cease and Jacob DeGrom. Mm-hmm. That's it. it like, it's, it's good company to be in. It really is, especially for a guy who's who's less than a season into his major league career, right? Yeah, a year ago he was coming out of the bullpen. It's wild. We also got a first look at uh at some new bullpen acquisitions in Nick Anderson and Joe Jimenez. Both of them had fairly good outings, completing an inning. Jimenez allowed a hit, but that was all. Neither of them allowed a run. Only run of the game for the Nationals came in the ninth off of Kirby Yates, a solo home run from Kiebert Ruiz. But and seven to one. You, you've you've won the first two games of the season by a combined 14 to three. You got to feel pretty good about where the team's at. I mean, we have a winning record through the first weekend for the first time in how long? Uh, I believe 1746 was the last time. Okay. Yes. Yes. 
Sounds accurate. Don't don't look it up. Don't don't check me on that. Yeah. All right. So we get to the Sunday game. It is going to be uh, Jared Schuster making his debut for the Atlanta Braves, uh, starting against Mackenzie Gore, uh, the young phenom for the Nationals. Uh, unfortunately, Schuster had a little bit of a rough inning uh, to start the game. Uh, the Nationals managed to score all four of their runs in this game off of Schuster in the first. Uh, Mackenzie Gore, on the other hand, looked like a star. He went five and a third, allowing only one earned run against this Braves lineup. Struck out six, but did walk four. Uh, ultimately, that was enough to hold down this Braves lineup. Uh, Travis Darnot did play the only run of the game, but uh, ultimately the Braves dropped this one four to one. You know, you, you won the series. It's fine. And I'm not going to pull the whole, it's early in the season thing, but you know, <laughs> win the series, it's fine. And that, that should be your mantra going into every series. Uh, for, for Schuster, you know, I think, I think it was nerves that uh, like it had to just have been nerves because in that first inning, he allowed what two base hits, and and, and even then, like that, his defense wasn't doing him many favors. No, and, and like it, it was kind of soft contact, and you know it, it's command that hurt him in that first inning. But then we got what two and like a third more innings from him or something. Like he got into the fourth. Yeah, Schuster actually managed to get into the fifth. He went four and two thirds. Uh, on his final line, allowing six hits for the game, four earned runs, walked five, and only struck out one. Yeah, so, you know, I think the the nerves, it, I, I think it would be worth, I think we'll see him again this season is what I'm getting at. I know he's already been optioned back down. Um, but I nerves in the first inning, but still able to go out there and get you deeper into the game. And then you talk about a bullpen that just basically shut things down from there. You know, it just happened to be a game that you run into, like you were saying, Mackenzie Gore, who is expected to really be a piece that Washington can build around in, in, in that rotation and on, on that roster. So, you know, I think it was just bad, a couple of bad circumstances collided with each other. But all in all, I, I'm fairly happy with the first series of, of the season. Yeah, yeah, you you take you take the series on the road uh, against a team you should take the series on the road from exactly. Um, and and that's what you're supposed to do. They exactly. So on to the next one. You know, and, and it's it's been said a lot that we'll, we'll play the Nationals thirteen times this season, so we 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 got ten more games against them, and the Nationals and the Marlins, and you know a few other National League teams that we're going to see this year. Um, these are the teams that you have to make hay against, right? And so, you know, two out of three, every series against a team like that, that's fine. Yep, you'll take it. And we got a, uh, another series that you'd really like to take early in the season coming up tomorrow, or actually starting this evening as we record on Monday night. Uh, uh, yeah, I think first pitch is coming up in like a minute. It, I, I'm still previewing it for the oh. next minute. Okay. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Just know that uh, Ronald is coming up to bat. And if anything happens, your preview is just out the window. <laughs> uh, well, Charlie Morton is on the mound against Jake Woodford for a 745 start on Monday against St. Louis. 
Uh, on Tuesday, again, a 7.45 start. Dylan Dodd will make his Major League debut for the Atlanta Braves, going up against veteran Steven Matz for the Cardinals. Uh, on Wednesday, we have an open date uh, going up against Miles Michaelis. Uh, kind of interesting to see this open date. It would presumably be when uh, when when Schuster could pitch again, um, but could also see a, a Blake Elder or someone like that get called up. Bryce Elder. Bryce Elder. I don't know who Blake is. Uh, Blake? He might get called up too, but but Bryce definitely has a better chance. <laughs> What's a white person named the stars with B? Blake. Close enough. Close enough. Blakely will start. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh, and then we uh, we have our home opener. Big series against the star-studded San Diego Padres to start the season at home. A four-game set starting on Thursday the 6th. Every game is going to be an evening game in this one. We don't know much about who's pitching for the Braves aside from the home opener starter, and that's going to be Spencer Strider. Fans are going to be in for a treat on that one. Blake Snell will be the pitcher for the San Diego Padres that night. On Friday, Nick Martinez will be starting for the San Diego Padres. On Saturday, it's going to be Michael Walker. And on Sunday, Braves-Padres is going to be your ESPN Sunday night baseball game. We don't know who the pitchers are going to be, but I'm sure you'll get to listen to some excellent commentary. Luckily, I will be in the building for that one. Hey, so fun fact about that uh, that Sunday night baseball game on Easter. Uh, this is the second year in a row that we have played the Padres on Sunday night baseball on Easter, which is fun. And also, that will be the anniversary of the Maddie Daddy soundbite. Because oh! It was, because it was against the Padres that I screamed Maddie Daddy. Yes, I love into it. The microphone and oh, Maddie Daddy! That's my legacy. And I, I, I'm still just... <laughs> I was not so sure how I feel about it. He's gonna some somehow he's gonna retire off that soundbite. That's right. That's right. Retirement <laughs> comes this year. All right, guys. Well, that is gonna do it for this week's episode. Uh, once again, you are listening to the Chatting Average podcast on the Fans First Sports Network. For Mr. Cam Matthews, my name's Alex. We'll see y'all next week for another brand new episode. Bye. has been the chatting average podcast be sure to check out our merchandise store at teespring.com slash stores slash chatting average podcast and please consider becoming a patron of our show at patreon.com slash chatting average we'll see you next week for another brand new episode